Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Child Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisperer. If you want to raise happy, successful, and cooperative children, yes, you are in the right place today. Thank you for joining me. I am not able to take live calls today. I am actually traveling, and so I recorded this show for your benefit, and the content's going to be just as amazing. And to support you in your parenting efforts, I will be back on with live callers next week. So if you were planning on talking to me today, please join me next week for another live show where you can call in and speak with me, and I hope to inspire and support you in your parenting role. Our topic for today is tips for parenting young adults. We don't get as many questions around young adults and teen children, you know, and I hope that's not because parents have decided that, you know, kind of the parenting effort is um, complete. Because you're never, it's never too late to be a great parent. And I often am told by parents of older children, I wish I'd had the information that I've learned in the child whisperer when my children were younger. And guess what? It, it's still applicable. It's still, it still has influence and it still makes a difference. And I invite you to test that theory out and see for yourself if you have older children. So let's start today's show with a success story. This is from a type 2 mom. And she writes, I have a 23-year-old type 3 son who graduated from college in May. I am working on no longer telling him what to do. I wish I had known about energy profiling when I was raising him. There's that comment again. He heard a lot of be quiet, be still, and think before you act. Those comments were common for me. I'm now working on accepting his nature to be on the go and act quickly and not mull everything over like his mother does. He's no longer living at home and rather than whine that he doesn't come around often enough to see me, my husband encouraged me to call my son up and get together at least once a month for dinner, lunch or a movie or something just to see each other. I guess I'm learning to meet him on his turf rather than expect him to always hang out in my quiet, still corner. Thank you, Mom, Dina. A few things I want to point out here. It's not that her son's an insensitive person or, you know, he may have learned to not want to share as much with his mom, uh, get her as involved in his life activities because he doesn't want to go through his type 2 process with it. He wants to be true to himself. So good for you to not whine that he doesn't come over enough, that poor me, you're not, you know, I'm not important to you, that you recognize that what an opportunity is his parent to initiate that. You can let him know in that, that you 
love to see him and you'd love for him to initiate some things with you. Just don't, you know, do the whine and you don't come around enough to see me. Tell him the action item you'd like for him to employ. I'd love it if you'd call me this week uh, and we could go do something. You decide what we want to do. Invite him to take the action, but make it clear that that's what you're inviting him to do. So thank you for noticing how to parent him differently, even though he's 23, but he's still your son. And I'm grateful that you're tuning into this for him. So let's get into some tips for parenting young adults. So we polled the Facebook groups asking for tips for connecting with your older children. And we chose um, one tip especially from a type 4 mom, Gayla, and she's going to receive from us a $25 Dressing Your Truth gift certificate. And the Facebook groups are private groups that we host on Facebook. We have our public page, facebook.com forward slash the child whisperer. And we also have private groups that if you are a student, you have read the book and you're a student of the Child Whispering Practices, we have groups specifically for the four types of children that you can join and participate with other parents in learning, applying this information, sharing your success stories, kind of troubleshooting for each other and being in a community of like-minded parents that enjoy this content and want to support each other in its application. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash the child whisperer, you can see um, information on the public page of how to join the private groups. We do ask that you have at least read the book. So back to Gayla's tip. She writes, family dinner together a few times a week is our connecting time. Our oldest son is 17 and he's a type four. He is very much inside his own head. But sitting at the table together with the family pulls him away from the computer and books. And he gets and it gets him talking about the things he is thinking about. It usually has to do with programming, current events, quantum physics, or something deeply intellectual. He seems to really appreciate having someone listen to him and to discuss his ideas together, even if they're sometimes over my head. So great tip, Gayla. You know, it's interesting that that was just common practice in my growing years that you sat down and had dinner. It was very much, um, you know, daily practice. But nowadays with as many opportunities as we have to pick food up, to kind of eat on the run, we've got people in different directions, especially as their children grow older. They have the ability to transport themselves and and have their own means to, tra you know, get around and commit to more things outside the home for that reason that, you know, make sure dinner time. There's even people online that have dedicated their blog space and their efforts to kind of coming back to the dinner table that speak about this and really support families in renewing this tradition in their family systems. So as Gayla says, family dinner together a few times a week. Put away your phones, look up at each other, um, talk about what's going on in your life, make sure you're listening. So thank you for that tip, Gayla. Great reminder. Now, a type 4 mom writes in and she says, I'm continually seeing my type 2 21-year-old son making really bad choices. I know I shouldn't put, I know I shouldn't, but it's hard not to give him advice. He has mentioned before that he wants me to stay out of his decisions, but then I just watch him fail and grow depressed. 
He can't seem to keep a job and has no interest in going to college. In your opinion, Carol, what is my role in my son's life right now? Well, it's tricky because he's 21, so he is an adult child. He has to navigate his adult space. I don't have some information that might be um, interesting for me to respond to. Does he still live at home? You know, if he has uh, a space in your home that he's still living and he doesn't have a job and he's not pursuing education, what's your circumstances for him to not have to pay for anything that you're still providing for him? Um, you know, there's not any essential need for him to provide for himself. So that's that's tricky because he needs to be engaged in, you know, put in a situation where he's kind of set up to have to pursue some things because he's um, feeling some discomfort around his financial, you know, his basic needs of living circumstances. So, you know, he's an adult. Um, you want to support him in activating his adult life. And does he know about being a type 2? Has he studied about himself? Is he aware of his decision-making process and how he gets stuck in a rut by mulling over it or being hesitant because of a lack of confidence or that he has a pattern of sabotaging himself? Another book would be Remembering Wholeness so he can start learning about how his choices and belief system are affecting his outcomes and the cause and effect of his life. And so rather than advise him and tell him what to do, Support him by saying, I'm noticing some patterns. Um, we're here to support you and engaging in your adult experience. What that looks like on our end is uh, we feel you should be financially independent and providing for yourself in some ways, whether that's buying his own food, providing some money for rent. Because if he had a plan, if he had movement and he was pursuing things like education or a job, you know, maybe you'd trust the fact that you're able to support him with a living space and food. Again, I'm assuming he's living with you if he doesn't have a job. And so, you know, what's his plan? Ask him what his plan is. Don't tell him his plan. Your advice is cutting him short, and he may feel your pressure. And out of resentment, remember, type 2s tend to be more passive-aggressive. His way of getting back at you is to do nothing and say, you know, I'm I'm going to, and it could be subconscious that he's playing that out. And then to invite him to learn some things that you're learning that have supported you in creating a great life, that you want to see him do that. How can I support you in creating a life that you really enjoy? You know, there's some resources that I can, um, you know, and if, if you really want to get specific, you could say, okay, you either have to start paying rent and provide for some of the costs here. Or if you choose to learn and set some timeline for yourself and engage in your plan, then you won't have to. We're going to give, you know, let's agree to amount of time to that, you know, you're going to be in this kind of a student of changing your ways, changing your patterns and get some things going. And if you don't, we're going to basically all agree, you know, that you're going to have to financially you know, you can't live here anymore or you have to provide some financial investment for being here. You know, yeah, talk to him like an adult. But you're advising him to get him going is cutting him short from being able to get himself going. You want him to get himself going. My next question comes in from a type 3 mom and she writes, my 25-year-old type 1 daughter borrows a lot of money from me. She has a part-time job in a coffee at a coffee shop 
but she spends all of her own money on traveling and then wants me to support her financially in everyday life. Stuff like her rent, gas, money, car insurance. This causes a severe strain on our relationship as she's no longer the little girl who was too young to work. I was happy giving her money then, but now I feel like she should support herself. She clearly has enough money for her travels. How do, how do I encourage her this way and also help our relationship get better? Again, you're a type 3 mom. Uh, you're enabling her. You know, we have to treat our adult children as adult children as we emotionally continue to provide the love and support we may not have given them. So your daughter wants to travel. She wants to have some fun. But, you know, she's an agreeable person. Type 1s are very agreeable. And, hey, it's working out nice for her. If you're willing to you know, penny up for all the other financial stuff, that gives her the freedom to um, go do her thing and have fun. And why would she change this? Again, why, you know, unless you have this incredibly uh, conscious and very kind of adult-minded child that's on their own that you've been able to successfully support them and leading them into their adult life. So see, you've somehow, this enabling is carried on that's become, you've trained her to expect it. I would even say that. I, you know, have possibly done you a disservice. I've been so willing, I've, I've basically trained you to expect this from me. So just like you would wean a child off a diaper and get them to potty train, or you'd take them through a potty training phase, it doesn't happen overnight. And just like you would wean a child off breastfeeding or a bottle or a pacifier, you need to wean her off your financial support. And so you need to come up with a strategy for that and present it to her and say, I'm going to wean you off my financially taking care of you. And so I'm going to do it over a period of time just so you have the ability to take care of this yourself. And so, you know, and is there anything you are willing to pay for for her just because you want to help her? Maybe that's her car insurance. I don't know. You need to decide that. But you need to be honest with her and say, you know, I've been willing to do this and I'm, you know, I don't know why you would, you know, what I can see why, you know, this benefits you. It really support, you know, helps you have more choices with what you want to do with the money you earn, but I just I'm not comfortable with it anymore. I don't feel it's correct. Keep it simple. Keep it really I don't feel it's correct anymore. I just it's not correct for me to keep doing this. Um, I'm glad I've been able to help you, and rather than just cut it off overnight, I want to wean you off, you know, you may not use that word, but I want you to think of that strategy to say, I want to help now shift this, you know, maybe it'll take two, three months, but this is where I want it to, what feels correct is this, and here's how I want to transition from where we are now to this place, I support you in taking over your financial responsibilities, how do you feel about that? You know, and if they get upset, if they get triggered, say, oh, so you feel da-da-da-da-da. Oh, how, do you, how does that make you feel? Oh, okay, I see that that makes you feel this way. I understand. You're very upset about this. She may not. She may go, yeah, okay, I agree. I'm 25. I really should take ownership of this. And then, you know, once you validate their feelings and validate their response to it and say, I hear you. Is there anything else? And say, well... What's your act, you know, what do you want? What would you choose to do? Because I'd be surprised if a 25-year-old could come back at you once they've been validated for what they think and feel to say, well, I just think you should keep paying for everything. You know, I just, I'd be surprised at that if she's, a, you know, a fairly reasonable 
minded person that she would say, okay, and work out together a plan of what the transition looks like. But if for any reason she gets triggered, you need to not come back at that. You need to hear it, validate it, repeat what you're hearing, give recognition to it. Is there anything else? Because once your child here feels they've been heard and their feelings have been validated, they're going to work with you. They're going to work it out with you. They'll stay on a def in a defensive position if they continue to feel unheard and that you've not validated how they feel. They'll shift into your um, a partnering role, into a collaborative role once they've been heard and understood. Um, next question comes from a type 1 mom and she writes, my 18-year-old type 3 daughter has chosen to not attend college this fall. She just graduated from high school and she's announced that she won't be going to school anymore. She wants to work up to save money and try and make it as a professional actress. She does have some talent, and while it was just an idea, I encouraged it. But now she wants to move to Los Angeles or New York City. We live in the Midwest, and I just don't see how she can do this, all alone in a huge city that's unfamiliar to her. She's my firstborn, and I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing at all with her. Do you have any insights about this? So it's a type 1 mom with a type 3 daughter, okay? I say let her go for it. Honestly, do it. Let her do it, you know, without any um, any agreement that you're going to financially aid her, you know, say, well, what's your plan? I mean, type threes tend to, to move first and then plan as they move. Let's plan while I go. She need, you know, say, do you have a plan? Do you know the cost of living? How will you support yourself? You know, hey, I'm all for it. What an adventure. Good for you. Get out there. You know, college, you know, there's a lot of, um, depending on your background, if you believe, like, going to college is the end-all, be-all, that it is the next path after high school, I, I'm i one of those parents that doesn't line up with that. I don't agree with that. There's too many successful people in our world nowadays that did not get college degrees. In fact, some of the most successful never graduated from college. My son, who's a... Um, a really significant player in our business never got a college degree. He chose on his own to drop to leave college after two years and continue his pursuit of educating himself of online and entrepreneurial practices. He's a successful businessman. He helps our company do a lot of amazing things and I knew it was correct for him. So is your is college correct for your daughter? That may just be coming from your background of everybody should go to college. So you really have to look at that and say, okay, let's first kind of clean that one up. Do I really, you know, is, could my, do I believe my daughter could be successful without a college degree? Well, the answer is, yeah, that, that potential exists in the world. In fact, she could be more successful because it won't box her in. Now, she is a type 3, so she does know how to make things happen. And so it's just to discuss with her the... Um, this the the planning of it to not get herself in a bind and say because say what I don't want is I don't want to have to bail you out financially and I I'm not going to agree to do that if you don't have things you know a plan and and the finances to support yourself it's like I've told the story of my son and I did a blog, I included it in a blog post when he rode his bike across country when he was 15 with some other um, with a friend and the friend's older brother and I said okay. We helped finance his trip because it took about 3,000 
a little over $3,000 to get what he needed to be equipped to do this. But I said, here's the deal. I'll get behind you, but you can't call me from Kansas City and say I need help getting home. I will help you get a one-way ticket back from Baltimore, Maryland, and, you know, you, it's, you, you need to really know what you're getting into here because I'm not going to make up the difference if you change your mind. So, you know, conversations like that, treat her like an adult. Um, and being your firstborn, that's just bringing up some things for you. Address that independent of put projecting that onto her. That's just, you know, kids are growing up, things are changing. You know, don't make, in, in light of the question before with the mom that's enabling her type 1 25-year-old, did you make that choice because you still wanted to be important to your daughter? My daughter needs me, you know, so I'm going to help her, you know, it could have been subconscious. So that's the trick is even the type 4 mom with the 21-year-old type 2 son. You know, are you still so much needing to play the role of mom for your children that you're not like cutting them loose energetically to say, you know, I'm setting them up that they can't move on because I'm energetically, emotionally still, you know, got them tied to me. So you can imagine an ability, you know, it's kind of like untie that knot, that leash you have on them energetically. Be free. You're okay. Motherhood's a role. It's should not be your identity and sense of value. You bring your identity and sense of value as a human being, as a woman, to the role of mother. You don't create it from the role. It's backwards because then you set yourself up to not letting your kids move on and really mature into their lives. Then another question, another type 3 mom writes, my type 3 son seems so lazy. He is 17 years old and a senior in high school. The pursuits he used to enjoy, like soccer and dirt bike riding, don't interest him anymore. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, it's possible he is depressed or something, but he's really not himself, and it's almost like my little adventure has disappeared. He gets good grades, and that hasn't changed, but why do you think he's so unmotivated? He sleeps almost all day on the weekends. Very unusual for him. I don't, you know, I don't... You could have hit it right there and you said maybe he is depressed. And I'm more of an alternative. Um, when it, I've, I've healed depression, it took me several years to heal it, many different cycles of learning, but I have successfully healed my depression. Um, and one of the resources I used was the products at truehope.com. They have supplements to help create mental health balanced mental health and correct brain chemistry. So you could check into their resources. They have a great customer support line. You could tell them this scenario, see what they have to say. What's his diet like? Um, is there some, but something in his life that he's avoiding? Um, have you asked him what's going on? You've changed. Um, I want to help you. What? Why is his mood so, why is he turned within? Is something going on he feels guilty about? Is he getting into, is there anything going on secret in his life that he want, that he's, that he's it's taken him out, sabotaging him, you know, pornography, you know, I don't know. There could be various things that he's just really running a big guilt trip on himself. So that's a big, you know, I've given you a variable of space to explore, I believe, as you're prayerful. You'll be guided and you ask that there's an answer presented and you can help turn help him turn this around. 
um, that that will happen for you. Then another question from a type 2 mom. She says, I just saw my first child off to college in a different state. She's a type 4 19-year-old, and she was like my best friend. I feel so empty with her being gone. I have two other children, so I'm busy with them, but it just feels like a piece of my heart is missing with her away. How do I cope with the loss of her, and how do I parent her when everything is, is so different? Well, I kind of gave some insight to this about these, your child transitioning from adulthood and your role changing, that, that you haven't lost her. I find your, your uh, wording very interesting, that you're responding to this as a loss in your life rather than a change and an opportunity to move that relation into a stronger friendship and I, to set up some times for you to go see her. Um, you know, what did she do for you that, that you believed filled some missing piece? My heart is missing her. See, this piece of my heart. Well, you need to put your heart back together, do some healing work on that, and say, what is this really representing? Did you have a loss in your childhood? Did a parent leave? Was there a divorce? Did mom go and get a job? What changed in your childhood with your parents at an earlier or sometime in your grade school year that represented that you were losing a parent? Things weren't the same. This is mimicking something that was an earlier event that's not been adequately healed. You need to revisit that childhood event, help that little girl heal, give her the love that she needs and tell her mom didn't, you didn't lose anybody, and that little girl, do a, do a healing journal, take your dominant hand, write out, dear little self, why do you feel, why is this coming up for you? Why do you feel this loss? Dear big self, I feel the loss because. Start getting in touch with it, express it. A lot of good healing videos on the carolblog.com. They're all archived there. A lot of good resources to help you. Another good tool is the Carol Tuttle Healing Center, which can be found at caroltuttle.com. Because energetically, your daughter is feeling this. She's feeling the oppression of it on some level, and you really want to be able to show up to support her in this transition. So she wants to keep her relationship with you rather than feel the drag that this creates, energetic drag. I've successfully been able to support my children into their adult lives and now I'm one of their best friends. I, you learn how to be a parent slash friend, a comrade of theirs, an ally, someone that's there for them. I don't ever, I'll give feedback to my kids in conversations where they're asking feedback. I might feel prompted to say some things that would be helpful, but I always do it in a way with ending that conversation with, I know you'll know what to do. I trust you'll pray about it. You'll follow the inspiration you're given. Your intuition will guide you. I, I'm here for you. So you're no longer telling your children what. I don't know if you should ever tell a child what to do. I mean, yeah, there's certain things like, but... See, we're, we're raising child to recognize their own truth, to tap into their own guidance system, to trust their 
own just self, to truly trust the self that they are, and you're an advocate for that. So explore those variables. I love the questions that have come in. Thank you so much. Such a great topic. Please share this podcast with other parents of adult and older children. You probably thought of a few today and said, oh, so-and-so needs to hear this. Send them the link to this podcast in a text or an email and say, hey, I thought of you. I felt prompted to share this. Even if they've not read the book, this is a lead-in to the book and say, hey, this book's really helped me, but I think you'll really find this podcast interesting today. So if you've not read the book, go to thechildwhisperer.com. You'll not only find a, a link to buy the book, you can sign up for, we send out a weekly email about the blog posts that are going up every week. Register, sign up for the weekly email. We have a great blog post this week that is how to find a sport true to your child's nature. So we, I, re, I wrote a, an article on helping you help your children choose sports. When is that? A, uh, we did a whole series on music lessons. Some kids do both. Some kids tend to fall in one one or the other. But you want to help nurture them, support them in choosing a sport, trying different sports. It's really supportive to the truth of who they are because they're going to be more likely to succeed and learn how to maintain an active lifestyle. That if they're successful with sports and activities that are athletic in their early years, they'll continue to pursue them and implement them into their adult life, which really contributes to their overall health. So check that out on thechildwhisper.com. You'll also be able to link to the um, podcast library from there, and you can always go to iTunes and subscribe to have my weekly podcast sent to you. A lot of people, that's probably the number one uh, way people get access to the podcast. I want to I'd love for you, I want to grow the podcast to more listeners. This information is so incredibly valuable for parents. Thank you for sharing it with at least one person this week. You're all amazing parents. You really are. The fact that you're listening to this with an open heart and an open mind says to me, I'm a good parent because I want to show up in a way that acknowledges my child without enabling them or... You know, there's that fine line of being an advocate without enabling, especially as they transition into adulthood and have already found themselves in adult experiences. Be a healthy mom. Be a healthy parent. Be a role model for them. You know, I, I work with so many adults. I, over the, my career as an uh, energy healer and providing coaching sessions and energy healing work, um, I do still offer those services. I do, I schedule, I make available two uh, sessions a week for people. You can email X, I think it's expertservices at dressingyourtruth.com or just email support at, you can even email parenting at liveyourtruth.com. It'll find its way to the right people. And I even worked with someone today, and it was such a big part of her healing work because her mom didn't show up. Her mom, and it's a, it's not like her mom ignored her. Her mom didn't ignore her or neglect her. Her mom didn't show up by being a healthy, confident woman. You know, she carried the energy of the wounded feminine, depressed, 
um, feel, you know, she just, it did a lot of, her mom didn't show up in the truth of who she is and and have the confidence to role model how to be a healthy woman, a healthy human being. And that is so important that we can provide that role model to our children. So thanks for listening to me and following Carol Tuttle in the many places that uh, you find me these days. You can also on Facebook go to facebook.com forward slash forward slash the Carol Tuttle. And you can go to um, facebook.com forward slash dressing your truth. And one last shout out, shout out for my Carol tour. I'm as we as you're Depending, if you're listening to this, the week of October, um, I'm on my way to Austin. It's the week of, this is being, we are are airing this show live on October 26th, and I'm en route to Austin, where I'm speaking on October 27th. Seats are still available. Go to the Carol Tuttle page on Facebook. You'll find a link to be able to register from there. I will be in Phoenix on the 28th. We are sold out. Um, I'll have some exciting news that I'll be coming back very soon to the Phoenix area. At the beginning of January, we'll be making an announcement about a bigger tour that I'm joining um, starting January 2016. We'll be announcing that, and you'll hear me talk about it here on the podcast. But I'm going to wait till November 1st till we spread that news. So have a great week and create a wonderful week with your amazing family. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.